This is exactly right. <sighs> We're finally doing a live I Said No Gifts, and I'm inviting you. This thing is going to be wonderful. Some very special guests, gift giveaways, and I'll probably get a haircut the day before so I look really nice. It's June 26th at Dynasty Typewriter, right here in gorgeous Los Angeles, California. That's right, Los Angeles, the home of several Target stores. And if you can't be in LA, we'll also be live streaming the whole show. Tickets are very limited, so go to DynastyTypewriter.com as soon as possible. clear when you're a guest in my home you gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts your presence is present enough and I already had too much stuff so how do you dare disobey me Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm, of course, Bridger Weiniger. I hope you're having a nice day. Um, I don't know, maybe we should all work on our posture today. I feel like maybe if you're sitting, sit up straight. If you're standing, stand straighter. I'm, I have terrible posture, so maybe this will, putting it out there will correct decades of slouching. I don't know. Uh, you know, that's, well, we're not going to get further into that. Do what you need to do. I want to talk to my guest. I'm so thrilled about my guest today, Mark Proksh. Mark, welcome to I Said No Gifts. Thank you so much, Bridger. Mark, I have to say, there are, uh, there are a lot of last names in the world, and your last <laughs> name may be the single most difficult last name to pronounce. And I don't know if I pronounce it correctly. You did. Actually, Prooksh, yeah. It's a ve- I mean, there are a lot of last names where you can kind of break it down and, you know, find uh, words that it's similar to or this. Your word has no reference. I mean, your last name has no reference point. No. And I mean, and not even for me. I mean, it, <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> it I, I think the closest that I've come to, you know, getting people to pronounce it correctly is to say, it's like Brook, B-R-O-O-K. Okay. So like Brook, and then it's, then we have this kind of forest S- consonants at the end. Yeah, it's mostly consonants. It is a name that's <laughs> in need of vowels. Um, <laughs> and you know, when I first came to LA, my, I was meeting with these, uh, a bunch of different managers right. and agents and stuff. And as we halt too, when we come to LA <laughs> of <course>. and, <laughs> and, um, no, this was like a, a good year after I was already on the office. They right. did not want anything to do with me, but they, like one of the first questions I was asked was, you know, would, would you think about maybe changing your name? You know, your last oh, name. you're kidding. That's such an old no, fashioned thing to ask I, someone. Which, and I said to them, I said, you know, it's not really the 1930s anymore. <laughs> I don't really feel the need, nor am I going to be playing a lead, you know, <laughs> Lothario. Become and Mark so, Cruz. 
<laughs> yeah, or, yeah, Mark Pitt. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, no, I just stuck with Prooks and... You know, it's it's fine. If Galifianakis can that's true. That's succeed with that name, then I certainly can with fewer letters. That's very true. Galifianakis <laughs> is tricky. But again, Galifianakis at least has some... I mean, we've, we start with a word that's just a word in the English language. We've got gal. Then we've got if... The and then the rest. I mean, it's just a, a tangle. But uh, yeah, with I, mine you just have pro, pro pro, but that's not that's not how you pronounce it already. So you're <laughs> off to a bad. Yeah, you're you're on the wrong foot already. Is uh, where what is the origin of that last name? Uh, German, Austrian. Okay. This is that region. Uh, did you take German in school or anything? No. Okay. No, I didn't. I feel like that would have helped me with your last name, and that would have been the one thing I got out of German classes. But yeah, I wish other people. People took them. I did not. Um, <laughs> what did you take? I took Spanish poorly. Um, oh, sure, sure. I wish I was better in languages. You know, I can't do foreign languages very well. I'm it's a really, thing. yeah. And I think I have a bit of a learner's issue there How in that so? arena. I don't know. I just, I, 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 lo I love other languages. I'd love to pick them up. I just, as hard as I try, I cannot do it. Right. My wife is very good at it, so maybe it's because I rely on her. Right. You're just kind of leaning on Amelie and... In a lot of ways, yeah. Uh, of course. So. <laughs> um, well, how are you doing in general? You know, I'm okay. I think I'm doing as well as, you know, our friends and neighbors, and all that's right. all that can be expected. Um, gosh, I don't know like the rest of America, what the hell is happening or mm -hmm. what's going to happen. Right. And you just kind of lean into it and hope you get a good night's sleep each night. Of course. And are How you, are you? Oh, I, you know, I'm, I'm the same. There's a, it's very much a day-to-day -day thing. Uh, you know, it's just the most insane period of, I mean, maybe American history in the last 100 years, maybe. The, oh, absolutely. You know, it's, a, I mean... The things going on right now are, it just continues to pile up and become more surreal. Uh, seeing the president drive around the block in a suburban. Uh, <laughs> it was so cute. I mean, good for him. <laughs> he got out of the, out of the hospital for a little bit. You know, that's nice. Yeah, that's very nice. And, uh, I mean, by the time this episode is released, who knows what he'll be writing in. I, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's no telling. Uh, but the way things are going, it's just a wild world, and I'm I try to just uh, not spin out of control too often, you know. And I think that's as best as you can do, you know. I'm eating more sweets than I usually do. I'm letting myself do that. I'm that's working good. out for the first time in a long time. Oh, wonderful. So trying to you know reduce my stress levels. What kind of sweets are you eating? Any and all. Um, I have no no uh, boundaries when it comes to sweets. I, I'll eat anything. Right now, uh, my wife made a, uh, some oatmeal chocolate chip cookies that oh, I'm... wonderful. Yeah, and last week it was peanut butter cookies. This is what I so, like to hear. Yeah, so I've been... And she doesn't really go for sweets that... She'll have one, maybe, right. and I... I, of course, line my arteries with the rest of them. She's so just setting up a trap, essentially. Yeah, it's a long-term <laughs> plan she has for me. Um, and what sort of exercising are you doing? You know, we caved and bought a Peloton really oh, early, back in February. I 
I read the tea leaves. And <laughs> yeah, that's a, that was a good move because they were kind of impossible to buy after that, weren't they? Yeah, the, apparently they started selling out with good reason. Right. I mean, people can't go to the gym, or most gyms anyway. Right. Um, I, I'm sure in Florida you can go to the gym. You can um, you want in Florida. You can go inside your neighbor's mouth in Florida. <laughs> That that's absolutely true. So yeah, so we so I've been doing the Peloton, but I hate the instructor rides. Oh. I only do the scenic rides. What is so? Is the scenic ride just essentially video of parts of the world? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It makes you it makes you feel like you've gone somewhere. <laughs> um, you know, in a in a two dimensional way. Do you have any favorite uh, places you've seen on your Peloton? I, I do. I always do the Sliding Sands National Park. Ooh. I think it's in Maui or Kauai, one or the other. And that's all I I, I do. I know it. I know it by heart. I know when you know. Oh, I passed this person, so I'm this close to being done. Oh wow! Um, and then I watch TV while I'm riding, so I have two screens going, and sometimes I'll have three if I have my phone on me. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's really impressive, my working on. <laughs> this is wonderful. It really centers me. <laughs> um, and how long are you riding on this uh, imaginary ride? 15 minutes tops. Okay. But every day. And is it pretty intense? Are you like sweating at the end? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going too hard. I have, I have the setting at 35. For those of you that own a Peloton, that's mid to mid high. Okay. Um, upper middle. Uh, and then... Um, I keep my, you know, my exertion to around 100. Right. And, uh, yeah. All these numbers are adding up to nothing for me. But, I mean, I'll just believe that you're putting it all in. You're doing everything you can. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know why you would not believe me at this point. With this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now having a, a flashback to 200 years ago of that Peloton ad last Christmas. I had forgotten about it. I mean... So much has happened since then, but the exactly. uh, husband buying his wife the Peloton. And well, you know, and it di I did buy it for her because she works out nonstop oh, every right. day. And she wasn't, she was no longer able to go to, you know, to her exercise, yep. do exercise. So I was like, well, I know you will eventually buy this anyway, so let's just <laughs> buy it now. Um yeah, so we got lucky with that. And essentially, Amelie is going to record a video thank you to you about her exercise journey, and uh, the commercial is going to be pulled from the air. So, yeah, I mean, there will be—I'll be canceled pretty quickly here. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah, <laughs> it is coming. It's coming for all of us. We're all going to be canceled at some point. <laughs> it's just this grim reaper just following all of us. Um, are you currently in Palm Springs? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we're we're hiding out out here. You essentially live in the desert. We, yeah, we have a place in LA, but we haven't, you know, we go back and forth and we have a person that goes there every day to do stuff and right. all that. But other than that, yeah, we've been living out here, which is much calmer. Um, much quieter. Much, much quieter. But, you know, you, you even in the quarantine, you get you, you miss your friends a lot. So. Of course. Of course. <laughs> so that part stinks. Um, I mean, uh, I think it was late July, Jim and I drove to Palm Springs, and uh, we had a desperate, desperate need to leave the city to be in any other location. So we made the horrible choice to drive to Palm Springs for lunch. Uh, it was probably 115 degrees. We ate in the car. We were just 
I mean, there, there, there were plenty of, uh, plenty of signs that this was not a good idea, but we made that decision anyway. Ended up in at least two fights within like a three hour time period. But we did, we stopped by your house and, uh, you, of course, famously, uh, refused to come outside. Uh, but we, famously, yes. <laughs> it was all over the press. Um, but we saw Amelie for a minute from the car and then, you know, it was, a, it was a terrible trip, but I was, I'm deeply jealous that you just get to be there for as long as you want. Yeah, yeah, we don't go outside that much in the when it's in the summer. Right. I don't you know, think either we, of you should be in the sun for extended periods of time. No. And you know, we'll we'll swim at night. Right. Once the you know, the sun goes behind the the mountains and that's about as much as we were doing during that time. <laughs> right now it's a little better because in the morning it's really nice and then at in the evening, it's okay. Oh, beautiful! And so, but yeah, no, it's not. It's not. It's inhabitable in any way, shape, or form in the summer. It's wild. It's really a wild feeling to be yeah. in that sort of heat. What are you doing during the day? I mean, whether it's hot outside or not. Oh, I am not doing much, Bridger. I have to be honest <laughs> with you. It's time for me to confess. I am watching a lot of you know TCM and just. <laughs> sitting on my ass. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I should be doing. I mean, I'm, you know, you come up with ideas for stuff, but then you're like, okay, well, when will this ever get sold during the pandemic? Right. Or when will this ever get made? You yeah. know? And so I, before I had an excuse because, you know, we film this, the show I'm on, what we do in the shadows, we'll film that for right. three months in the fall and winter in Canada. And then afterwards I'm, you know, I'm free for the next few months and I'll do a job here or there. Sure. But I always feel like I've earned it. Of course you feel my sitting around. Right. Now it's peak guilt and peak like, you know, FOMO for work. And Mm -hmm. I'm, yeah, it's awful. When did you uh, finish season two of uh, shadows? Was it last year? Yeah, last December. So it's been and, a while. Yeah, and we were we were supposed to be actually I was supposed to go up this week to oh, really? Canada and we've pushed to next next year uh, oh, at the start grief. of the year, January, February, assuming that there are no, you know, there isn't a huge second wave right. and, and yeah. the world isn't. I imagine there's some relief to that and it's also a huge drag. Yeah, you know, I I mean I I I'm there's relief in that I'm I'm legitimately scared of this pandemic. Of course, you I know, mean, it's I'm, a real I'm, thing. Yes, exactly. Despite. And I feel I feel like there's certain people in Hollywood who don't, you know, who just want to film and just get of back course. to normal as if you just act like it's not there, it's not there. Um so it it was a relief that FX and the executive producers all came to the same conclusion. Oh, that's wonderful. Um but yeah, you know, and but it's a, it's an absolute drag. I mean, it's really fun to film the show. And, oh, I'm sure. You know, um, yeah. So it's, I don't know. You know, I think we're all just kind of in a holding pattern. Yeah, Even if you do have a job right now and you're going to it, it's still a holding pattern because you don't know what the hell's happening. Of course. what Even the next month could bring. It's crazy. It's absolutely wild. And thinking of like new ideas or anything, it feels like you're making dinner to just put in the fridge for 
later. <laughs> like maybe someone will eat this, but it'll be slightly stale by the time they get it. So it's yeah. And how how much energy do you have right now to oh. you know <laughs> to, to sit down and actually come up with a show and oh get it ready God. to pitch and all that? I have none. My energy level outside of a pandemic is like <laughs> negative two. So you put me in a pandemic and I'm almost comatose. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, you're at pericoma level of energy. I know. I've heard that. So Of course. That's what people know. Well, I, you know, I don't want to steer us away from anything, but I, there's something I would like to discuss with you. I, um, <laughs> you know, I asked you on this podcast it was, a, I would say a generous offer for you to come on this podcast. And I thought we'll just have a, wonderful time talking and then move on with our lives and um it's you know the podcast does have a a title i said no gifts which is also a rule and a direction and so i was a little surprised um when i received something from you in the mail it was addressed to me and uh it was you know a small package that said to bridget weininger from mark proch and uh and, you know i i don't want to it it's actually in this bag that says um the happy couple, which I uh, I don't know if you bought it or if I bought it. It doesn't matter who placed the gift in this bag. Kind of matters, but uh, keep going. <laughs> Marcus, is this gift for me? Uh, you know, I know it, it says, you know, no gifts. I, it's not really a gift. I mean, it's it was more of, uh, yes, it's a gift, but not because of the podcast. Oh, this it is just coincided. Separate. Well, it just coincided around the same time. Oh, what a and I think you're taking it. Yeah, I think you're taking it uh, the wrong way. Well, this is me um, jumping to conclusions. Yeah, which I've heard, you know, I, I listen to the podcast you do on occasion. And, <laughs> you know, so it's, I was ready for this. And so. <laughs> Well, I mean, should I do you want me to open it here on the podcast or should I wait till a, a later date? I mean, it, frankly, I thought you would have opened it when it you, it arrived because well, it has nothing mad. to do with the podcast. Been, it has nothing to do with this. I've kind of just been simmering in my uh, anger and I put it in the closet. I didn't want to look at it, but I thought, well, while he's here, we'll, we'll discuss. So maybe I will just open it in front of you and we'll see what okay. happens. Okay. Okay, but I'm not going to talk about it because it has nothing to do with this podcast. <laughs> That's fine. I'm, I'll find something else to talk about. Let's see here. So it's in an envelope here. We'll open this up. What is this? <laughs> oh my god. This, uh, so it seems to be, it's a book uh, uh, that I have to imagine is self-published called um, The Shimmering Sea, Robin Williams' Murder by Gabriella Chana, one of our, uh, one of America's authors, I would say. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's an author, yes. <laughs> she's more than an author, I would say. Just by glancing at this book, first impressions, this person's a legend. <laughs> she's a legend in my household. Um, <laughs> Gabrielle Chana. <laughs> Gabrielle Chana is her uh, nom de plume. Um, her real name is Gail Cord Schuller. And you can find Gail on YouTube. Oh. And I highly recommend it. Is she like a conspiracy theorist? Um, no. In fact, she goes beyond that to like, she's created her own world. <laughs> 
<laughs> and it's a fascinating, fascinating world. And, you know, you have to be a little careful because, you know, it it touches on, well, is it is it OK to enjoy what she's putting out because <laughs> she may not be healthy? I don't know. <laughs> but the fact that she's putting it out for consumption, you know, allows us to indulge. I mean, she's opened the door. She has. And. In this book, which is one of my favorites of hers, she has written several books, by the way, all incredible reads. What other book? I mean, do you remember the other titles or subject? Oh, um, other titles. There's one about Barack Obama, of course. (laughs) Um, And it's like Lost in the Congo, Barack Obama something. Yeah. And then there's another one about Vladimir Putin and then another one specifically about Matthew McConaughey at the Oscars. It's like a murder plot against Matthew (laughs) McConaughey at the Oscars. And her main focus, though, is Brett Spiner. Brett Spiner, who is that? He played Data in in Star Trek. (laughs) Now, she's been obsessed with him for going on 30 years. And so all of her stories kind of center around him wanting to have sex with her. (laughs) (laughs) Who is funding this person? I mean, other than you. From what I gather, Walmart. And before (laughs) we get sued, she, I, I, I've, I've, I've read that she works at Walmart. So, but in this book, the shimmering sea, Robin Williams murder, uh, she she lays out you know a pretty interesting tale about Robin Williams not committing suicide but rather being murdered by the the you know filthy Jesuits her words not mine um who her, who along with Zach Knight no clue is, <laughs> is Zach Knight maybe a fictional character I think he is but he's the head of the Jesuits he can impregnate you by looking at you of course. So he's a real um, person. We've confirmed that. <laughs> right, right. Um, he's against her and the Church of Gale. And the Church of Gale basically has a long list of Hollywood celebrities who want to have sex with her. Um, <laughs> long story short, Robin Williams was about to be able to have sex with her. His penis became a balloon um, and was squeaking a lot. It's Is all this in really the book. From the book? Absolutely. And in the end, the Jesuits murdered him and made it look like a suicide. Of course. Well, the simple explanation is always the truth. And so. Right. And, you know, what I like about her books is the brevity of them. You know, 67 pages in this one. A nice slim. You could read this at a doctor's office. Right. And I'm sure a lot of doctors have her work laid out on the (laughs) tables. You know, for patients to come in. How did you find? I mean, I think you obviously kind of live in this world and are very familiar with the. Uh, I I don't even know how to describe somebody like like Gabrielle Gale, excuse me. Uh, but do you? How do you get in? How do you discover a Gale? Gale, I came across. You know, I think that was just mining YouTube mm-hmm. and and looking for um, kind of. You know, uh, people that are just a little off, I, right. I say, right. you know, the interesting eccentrics. Yes. Um, is how I 
like to phrase it, you know, people that are, if you lived in a small town, everyone knew about this person. Right. You know, because they were off or something was different about them. And that's what I love. And that's what is far more interesting and entertaining to me all in one than, you know, sitting down and watching whatever. Oh, easily. Um, and so I'll sit on YouTube, especially during filming and just go through, you know, and try to find these kind of different people. And yeah, I came across her and the first video I saw was in, in, just insane. Um, <laughs> Cause she was, and I don't want to get too vulgar on the podcast, but she was talking about this Jesuit plot where a bomb went off and it covered Canada in a body fluid. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so it, it's, I mean, and so I was hooked right then. And then the more I started digging, the more of this world of hers I found. So what, I mean, her videos are they similar content to the books or is she like, is she vlogging? Is she trying to get out a message to the world? What's going on? It's, it's weird because if you watch it at first, you would, you would easily, you know, mistake it for performance art. Right. It's on that level um, because she's not saying like, don't vote for this guy or don't vote for that guy or, you know, abortion, this or that. Right. She's really created her own world. And so she'll say, oh, um, you know, oh, I forget her name. Matthew McConaughey's wife is plotting this new thing against him. And uh, he's gone to Brett Spiner, who's in control of the spaceship, which is the Church of Gale is a spaceship, by the way. <laughs> And he's, you know, trying to help Matthew McConaughey because his wife planted bombs all over him. Of course. And now he's really embarrassed every time he sees her, which, again, it's that type of weird, like, what do you mean he's embarrassed right, every time? Right, the turn of logic where you never would have expected that to go. Yeah, and so each each of her videos is really just kind of a fascinating... Um, look into her 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 world and her mind and is she getting a lot of views or is this like where the video will have 25 views uh both okay. um when i first started watching her it was like five views right um she's become a little more popular i think because she's now getting a couple hundred to a thousand views oh good for gail yeah so um but yeah, she had to, just so you know, she did have to move recently. So I don't know how that's affecting her, <laughs> um, her sister and um, uh, Lori McBride, I think Lori McBride mm -hmm. is, made her raised their, her rent $150. Oh, so boy. she had to move anyway. Um, that's I in within this world of videos, there's always a, an extra layer of tragedy when we break away from the fantastical or whatever just to, to a look at the reality of what's actually happening in this situation where <laughs> it's like uh just a, a personal update my life is in shambles and then the next video is of course about robin williams wanting to have sex with her or whatever yeah her running list and and uh yeah keanu reeves is <laughs> anyway yeah it and it's it's so explicit <laughs> i mean it's in, incredibly explicit and sh you know coming from this 61 year old mom looking lady is really also another layer that's fascinating. And, and you do wonder, you know, at what point did this start 
these this imagination start taking off. Right. Um, which also, I mean, I'm not just interested in the humor of it, which is uproariously of funny, uh, you know, what she comes up with, but also like the, you know, if you just go a little deeper, it, it becomes very uh, tragic and sad to some extent. Of course. If she truly believes this stuff. Um, and so it, that's what, I mean, that's how I've always viewed kind of comedy has to be kind of sad at the same time yes and i mean what did uh, she has a bone to pick with the jesuits i wonder what you have to even wonder where that started i don't know i really don't because you know the jesuits are pretty laid back wine drinking yeah they are. guys <laughs> it's a very i cannot wait to read this i so like i i love to find this sort of thing on youtube but i never like keywords, I never know what to even begin searching for. It takes a while. It's I mean, a lot of just digging and looking for things that seem off. Yeah. And, you know, the more you dig, the more they suggest stuff to you, right. oddly. And they'll suggest, you know, some pretty horrific points of view and what uh, have you <laughs> in order for you for them to get some money. Right. Um, and so I that's probably how I found Gail. Okay. Um yeah, it takes a little bit of digging and a little OCD behavior sometimes. Of course. I mean, YouTube, I mean, what a bizarre thing it's done to, done to the world. I feel like you need, you should have to take a test and get a license to use YouTube. Oh, and to view it. I mean, yeah. I yes. Mean, both, because it's, I, I, yeah, I worry about all this stuff. I really, I'm oh, very oddly concerned about how social media has affected not just social media, but the internet itself has affected the world. Oh, in the absolute worst way. I mean, I, w I, w I wouldn't be sad if you became radicalized. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, I think by searching for videos on YouTube, suddenly Mark has become part of the alt-right. Well, he did spend a lot of time looking up uh, the sort of... Suddenly. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... Uh, Amelie and I were talking about that. Those pe the people that get radicalized. I mean, you must be, you must just have no grounding, or you know, your parents didn't weren't around, or something right. had to have happened for you to be swayed so easily from well, common decency. But I think part of the problem is uh, there are a lot, a an enormous amount of people of dumb people, more than we could possibly expect, or easily persuaded. And then oh, yeah. you watch a lot of these YouTube videos, and, I mean, Gail aside, a lot of these people sound like experts. The, the language they use and everything sounds somewhat intelligent. And for someone like me who's not, I mean, let's, not a, okay, yes, very stupid. I could watch one of these videos, <laughs> and I'd be like, well, I don't know anything about that. He seems to know about it. He seems to know the language, or like, to be an expert. So, I can see kind of how somebody gets tricked into this sort of thing yeah i guess as long as they know the vernacular and 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 right. they hear like well people like us saying well listen to the experts listen to the experts mm -hmm. what do the experts tell you and they aren't able to you know ingest media critically and so they're they're like oh this is an expert this is exactly who right. they're telling me that i should be listening to because they use the right nomenclature yes. and then the next thing you know they're you know they they're calling for the you know 
<laughs> repeal of you know, breast milk. I, I'm not sure where I was going with that, but, but I'm happy where landed I landed. It. I think you landed yeah, pretty, <laughs> pretty, in a pretty good spot. I'm sure going, that's a, a part of the world. I mean, yeah, right. Oh, you know, easily. I mean, I think if I think if a relatively stable, intelligent person can think of the idea, someone out there has actually committed to the idea and has got a YouTube channel for it. I mean, anytime yeah. I have a weird thought, I'm like, oh, yeah, somebody's just done that and is out there living that life. Uh, yeah, it's like when you were a kid and you would think, I wonder if anyone has ever done this. And then you'd like jump or do something really weird and make a weird face and noise. <laughs> and that has become our that's what we're at now with right. our creativity. Well, yeah, someone has come up with that idea yes, because collaborating anything yeah, because anything goes now. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, yeah, it's a, a, but thank God, I mean, on some level for the Church of Gale and this sort of thing. I mean, Dan Brown has some competition. Are these oh, Dan yeah, Brown yeah. style thrillers? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, not in that Dan Brown was able to come up with like a, proper syntax at times <laughs> um so these don't compete in that air arena but they do compete and i can say best him when it comes to imagination <laughs> good, good. I, because I, just, <laughs> I wanted to look at the table of contents really quickly just to see what we're dealing with here and the, the first thing in the table of contents is a balloon penis page seven Yep. Yeah, no, I mean, she doesn't, she cuts right through the chaff. <laughs> she really just gets to it. It's amazing. <laughs> this is truly incredible. I mean, I, I'll just read the chapters. It's Church of Gale malware. We've all had that on our computer. Uh, Carpe. <laughs> well, what do you think's, what do you think's causing the balloon penises? It's the malware. <laughs> uh, my mother's ring, dreams of parada paradise, and I take the leap. Oh, and now you have to understand the narrator is Robin Williams. <laughs> oh, you're kidding. So, yeah, my mother's ring, he's talking about his mother's ring. This is wild. And the dedication says, dedication to Robin Williams, who died for me. What is Gail doing? Yeah. Well, I mean, he he wanted to see her and, you know, this the is, Jesuits. This is beautiful. I mean, has Brent Spiner, has this been brought to his attention in any way? Yeah, I saw <laughs> this is how and this is where the line starts to blur between, well, what's wrong with me that I'm so into this? I, I started looking up Brent Spiner interviews and stuff, and there is an he is at like Comic-Con or something and someone in the crowd asks him about it. Oh. And they said, are you aware of her? And he said, yeah, only for the last 20 years. <laughs> Um, oh and so he's must, <laughs> poor Brett Spiner must be getting, you know, wow. uh, having to deal with this. I mean, I only know some him time. from Data, but he's, Data always seemed like a sweet guy. Yeah, I'm sure he's a well, great guy. Well, robot. 
Yeah, um, we haven't heard any trashy stories about Spiner. Right. <laughs> I hope we never do. What has he done anything outside of Star Trek? Uh, I'm sure he has. He's a you know he's an accomplished right. He seems actor, like but I, I've never seen. Actor. Yeah, he does. He seems like someone that can do anything. Right. If you can play a robot for that long, is Data's a robot, right? Some sort of AI, yeah, cyborg type thing. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Oh uh, well, you know, I this is. I mean. If we've ever had a an author and book recommendation on this podcast, it's for again her uh, uh, her uh, pen name is Gabrielle Chana. Do you pronounce it Chana or Chana? I, I do pronounce it Chana, and thank you for asking. Of course, I want to respect uh, the, the Chana name. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, but this feels like something that everybody needs to just seek out and uh, read and cherish. This is something you could have on your bedside table. On your coffee yeah, table for guests. Uh. Or like when a child's born or what have you. Oh, and I, 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 it's all on Amazon. You can find them. Don't read the reviews. They don't know anything. <laughs> They're trying um, to silence her. Well, yeah, it's probably a bunch of Jesuits again. And, <laughs> you know. I mean, and I'll just say the holidays are just around the corner. <laughs> uh, we hope, looking yeah. For our friends and family. And uh, what better to receive in the mail or under the Christmas tree than the Shimmering Sea, Robin Williams' murder? I'll tell you, Bridger, my grandparents loved the balloon penis chapter um, <laughs> alone. So, <laughs> Just something you'd sit around and read as a family. <laughs> yeah. Read a few yeah. chapters from the Bible, then get into the Robin Williams' murder. And Yeah. <laughs> and this, I mean, this book alone has uh, Vladimir Putin. Um, Gerard Butler, Gerard uh, Butler. Tony Blair, uh, Gerard B Butler gets late stage penis cancer in the book because <laughs> there's penis cancer. Now. That's separate from balloon uh, penis. Well, I'll tell and I, it's not a spoiler because it's in the first couple pages. Everyone on the Church of Gale uh, spaceship that all the men get something wrong with their penis. So a, a Keanu Reeves head. is. Yeah, Keanu Reeves's penis curves in on itself and goes into something, and then uh, Gerard Butler obviously has a problem. Um, I think it's Tony Blair's penis becomes a tea kettle, which, which in fact whistles. That feels that feels like a hurtful English stereotype. It does. It seems, yeah, it seems close to hate. Um, <laughs> it's hate adjacent to wish that on Tony Blair. Give it 10 years and we can uh, identify that as pure hate. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of stars in the book and that's what people want in their books are movie stars and what have you. <laughs> Boarding so. a spaceship and having something wrong with their genitalia. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, well, God bless, God bless, Gabrielle, uh, Gail. Um, I feel like I want to play a game. Which one? Let's play do a it. Game? I'd love to. Would you want to play the game Gift Master or the game Gift or a Curse? I'll tell you about the rules after we get into it. Uh, let's let's play Gift or a Curse. Okay, uh, a number between one and ten is what I need from you. Seven. Okay, uh, I need to do some calculating. For the next minute or so, you've got some time to promote, recommend, uh, say something bad, whatever you want to do. I'll be right back. I have nothing to promote, um, and if I did, I wouldn't promote it. I'm, I just, I, that's always dead air to me when people start promoting. 
Um, I really loved the TV show My Brilliant Friend. It's Italian and it's on HBO and it's so good. Uh, there's a very funny British comedy show called Staff Let's Flats, which is absolutely brilliant. Really, really funny. Um, I highly recommend the upcoming Borat movie. It's very funny. And I want to also recommend, um, you know, I, I don't want to recommend Annabellum. I saw that and I, I thought it was really not that hot. Um, uh, Janelle Monet was brilliant in it. She was actually very, very good. Um, but the, the plot and, and it just didn't work. Mark, an excellent use of the time. I like a good <laughs> uh, non-personal recommendation. Uh yeah, and some good recommendations there. I haven't seen My Brilliant Friend, but I should watch it. Oh, it's so good. And poor Janelle Monet, what's she doing? She, I feel like we've got to get her a different agent or something. She's making a lot of not great... I feel like she's a good actor. She's Listen, I've awesome. made all the wrong moves in my career, and so I feel <laughs> like I can spot them. And yeah, she's a very good actress, uh, actor, and I, I was really impressed by her in the movie. But and she's just a, a bad movie. It's it just doesn't deliver. It's almost a fan fiction take, in my view, of you know of race oh, right God. now. Right. Um, and that just I, I wish it was a little deeper and a little more nuanced. Okay, Janelle, <laughs> no, you're who listening. gives like who gives a shit what I think of a movie? Reach movies. out to Mark. Reach out to me. <laughs> Janelle, we can get you on the right track. Let's get those skills to work. Uh, but in the meantime, we're going to play Gift or a Curse. I'm going to tell you a thing. You're going to tell me if it's a gift or a curse and why. Very easy, <clears throat> outside of the fact that there are correct answers. And if you are incorrect, you'll, you'll feel embarrassed. You'll, yeah. you'll, you'll feel the shame. So the first uh, item here, this is a listener suggestion. Gift or a curse. Uh, oh, uh, the listener is named Danielle. We've got to give credit when we can. Danielle has written in. She wants to know, gift or a curse, bread bowls. Ooh, that is, I mean, personally, I think it's a curse because it just becomes sloppy and I, I'm not a fan. And when, it, when it, there's a bread bowl with a salad in it, it's absolutely pointless. <laughs> um, because what you're are you going to pick at your bread while you're all what the container holding your salad with soup at least you're digging in and getting some bread but even then no <laughs> curse I, I'm, I'm digging my heels in here curse mark absolutely incorrect oh. bread bowls are a gift i mean what do you have against i just have to ask what do you have against a bit of fun novelty while you're eating soup that's my question uh, you know, when I'm eating soup, I don't read in general, when I'm eating, I don't need novelty. <laughs> I'm eating because I'm hungry. Well, maybe novelty... it's time to change it up. Get a little bit of, uh, you know, whimsy. I mean, God forbid you eat something out of a dish made of bread. You know, I, I mean, <sighs> the salad, I'm absolutely on board with you there. Why in the world would you put salad inside a bread bowl? <laughs> That's, that seems borderline psychotic to me. I mean, it also shows just a deep lack of nutritional information. Uh, you know, I think, but you put a nice soup inside a bread bowl. On occasion, it just feels, 
it depends on the type of bread as well. Let's get a well-made bread bowl. I think it's a fun thing. I think it's a gift. You're wrong. Let me answer that by saying, what next? Like soda and pumpkins? <laughs> we not? don't need to. <laughs> Why not? Need... Again, the occasional soda out of a Mountain Dew out of a giant pumpkin. <laughs> How often do you get to do that? Uh, all right. You're not going to convince me. <laughs> I apparently not. <laughs> and now you've spawned a new idea that'll probably be all over Instagram. We're going to see influencers <laughs> drinking out of pumpkins in no time, and it's probably going to it's going to throw the pumpkin market way off. You know, this is what happens when you say something that's going to be on the internet. You don't know what throwing a little pebble in the pond is going to do. This is going to be a tidal wave. Again, I I told you at the start of this, I'm 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 about to be canceled for some <laughs> any God knows any reason. This will probably be it. <laughs> this is we finally found it. <laughs> okay, well you failed the first one. That's okay. Let's move on to the second one. It's right. Well, I'm doing very well. I found it. Uh, you know, sometimes I struggle with this, but I found it. Gift or a curse? Speed limits. Speed limits. Um, I I think speed limits are a gift. Uh, I'm I, I think that, you know, without speed limits, you have ruffians and and uh, near to wells that are going to spoil it for everyone by causing accidents and what have you. And I don't think that's a, a good thing. Mark, speed limits are absolutely a gift, of course, putting some sort of restraint on the automobile. We have to do it. It's a day, it's a weapon. We're all driving a weapon around, and if we're not using them correctly, lives are in danger. I think a speed, you know, I will only ever go five over the speed limit. On the freeway, mm. I'll do a 10 over the speed limit, uh, which is, uh, I, you know, I'm ignoring the speed limit, <laughs> but I'm staying within the reasonable, the reasonable confines of the speed limit. And I think anything more than that, you're, you're out of control. Yeah, with some leeway. But yes, I think it's, you know, it can be, I'm talking more people going 20 miles right. over in a 35. Right. Doing a 70 uh, through a school zone. Yeah. On the freeway, I think if you have to stay with the, you know, the, what other people are, are uh, doing. The flow of traffic. Yeah. So if they're at 80, I think that's okay then. Right. Right. That makes sense. Uh, although I'll just get over into the slow lane. I'm not, you know, I'm not playing any games here. <laughs> Have you ever got well, a speeding ticket? No, and I don't want to make it seem like I am, I have a need for speed or anything like that. I do not. I'm a very, a very law-abiding citizen. Right. So, no, I, I haven't. It's all about common sense. And the speed limit gives us that, that uh, little reference point that we can look at every few miles to remind us to be at the appropriate speed. And I'm glad we're on the same page here because, you know, if this had gone in the direction of bread bowls, I would have just turned off my computer and sent you on your way. But uh, you've gotten one out of two so far, and we're going to head into number three, gift or a curse, yard sales. Gift or a curse. Uh, I think yard sales are a gift. And I've always, when I was younger and, you know, uh, had more energy, I would go to yard sales, um, especially in the Midwest. Yard sales are really good because um, you, you can find stuff that like 
the older people are giving away. And for me, I'm, I'm, I'm a big mid-century modern nut. And so right. I could find really good things. I haven't gone to a yard sale now for many, many years, because now when I go to a yard sale, it's like they're just getting rid of all their kids shit. <laughs> and so if you drive by and all you see are primary colors, you just, you know, I just keep driving. It's a blur of plastic. <laughs> yeah, plastic and stuff that's going to end up in the ocean anyway. <laughs> um, it doesn't need to go through my house to get there. Um, but I'm still saying they're a gift. Uh, Mark, I hate to send you off with a 33%, but I think yard sales are absolutely a curse. And this is why. <laughs> I, I think you actually kind of just explained it. I think there's so much potential, but it's just a trap. I mean, it's unless you have all of the time and energy in the world, the chance. I mean, maybe it's just the location of being in Los Angeles. I don't know. I feel like I'm always up against somebody who was there. It's lined up in the person's yard at 6 a.m. I, I can't remember the last time I found something I wanted at a yard sale. Of course, you you go with high expectations. Maybe I'll find something interesting. But, there, you know, I think probably because of eBay, all of these things where we have these professional resellers who have an eye, this sort of thing. They've just they have truly become a place to buy old blankets and children's garbage. Yeah. Maybe and, like a and, used uh, blender or something. Yeah. And tea towels. Tea towels. Right. They're like crusty. And, uh, yeah. And, you know, I, I think this question, it there's... It should be blown out a little. It can be a little broader here in that in in the category of yard sales, you also have estate sales. Right. In estate sales, they're getting rid of the stuff because they have no choice. The yes. person's dead. <laughs> and, so, and so the stuff that they're getting rid of in those are usually more interesting and a little bit better than the garbage that you're just trying to get rid of. And so I used to go to a lot of estate sales, right? Like that, in fact, when I, I had, I first moved to, I lived in San Francisco for a few years. And when I first moved there, I had no job. And so I would go to estate sales and buy old books oh. and sell them online oh, okay. on eBay. And I, I, I made an okay living doing that for about a year and got exhausted because you do have to wake up at four 30 in the morning. Right. Get there, put your name on the list. And I would I would see the same book guys each time and we would all rush in to, you know, get our our couple books that are worth anything. And would you and, know what books you were looking for or was it just a... Yeah, after a while you can tell, um, oh, this book is worthless because it's just part of a anthology that, you know, you need the rest of it for right. or... You know, encyclopedias aren't worth anything anymore, sure. unfortunately. And but there's old encyclopedias where the plates inside are hand colored, and so oh. those can bring some money. So you have to, you know, and and after a while, you start to figure out, oh, this this publisher is they do you know stuff that people really like and want. I, I in fact, I have a storage unit back in Milwaukee from right before I moved to L.A. I didn't, I only brought clothes to LA right. and, um, I still have so many old books in there that someday I'll go back and Is get the plan to keep them or sell them. Um, I don't know at this point, maybe just give them to charity or something. At, right. Um, and keep some of them. I know some of them I'm going to want to keep, but, but to answer your question, I mean, it's a gift and a curse. 
Well, that, again, uh, it is. Not, it's ambiguous. Not an option. You you veered into a completely different category here. A yard sale is not an estate sale. Is not a garage sale. You know, a garage sale I think is probably the worst of the three. Oh, absolutely. That, yeah. That I mean, you're just starting off. It sounds like everything's going to be cut, have oil stains on it. Yeah, oil stains and milk, like, like loose dried milk. soil. Yes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, if you want to talk estate sales, I'm happy to do that on another podcast, but uh, that, that is not what I asked. And so you, you did lose the, the, you lost the point, unfortunately. Um, have you ever found anything, do you have any favorite things you've gotten at estate sales? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've found some pretty good cameras. Oh, um, like old cameras? Sales. Yeah, that I was able to sell for some good money. A couple Leicas, okay. stuff like that, oh, which if I hadn't been dirt poor, I would have kept for myself. Right. But, you know, I was trying to feed myself. <laughs> um, but you know, the, the more I, the older I get, the harder it is for me to go to estate sales mm-hmm. because I go there and all I think about is, oh, this person had a really nice, had a life and now it's gone. It's smothered out just like my bald ass will be, (laughs) you know, hopefully later than sooner, but (laughs) it's starting to affect me emotionally. So I I, I kind of veer away. eBay is just rooting through someone's legacy is a rough. Yeah, it's grim. Yeah. Palm Springs is a good place to go to an estate sale. I know. There's I know. I do. I, I, things to see. I, yeah, and I will go mostly just to go into the old cool houses. Right. Just an excuse to kind of trespass. Well, you, yeah. I mean, you failed big time in the game. I don't know what to say, but you gave it a, a decent effort, which is all anyone can ask. I still feel I got two out of three, maybe two and a half out of three. But we listen. This is a this is a discussion podcast, and so we have differing opinions. Well, you know that's you know you're living in the world of Gabrielle Chana, and that's you know, <laughs> I don't I don't know what to tell you. You can have your own little fictional uh, your little story. Tell yourself whatever you want to tell yourself because now we need to answer some questions. From listeners, this is called I Said No Questions. People are writing into I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. They are, are, of course, you know, they've, uh, they're on their last nerve. They've, they need help finding gifts in their lives, this sort of thing. They need advice. Let's answer some of these. This first one says, Hi, Bridger. This past Christmas, my father gave my brothers and I a visit to an escape room. Uh, I'll cut through this. Uh, basically, they don't want to go to the escape room. Luckily, COVID hit, escape rooms closed, and we got to delay our breakups, uh, you know, delay our fights. Unfortunately, in Washington State, businesses are slowly reopening, and eventually we will have to participate in this group activity that none of us want to do. How do we get out of this situation? How do we tell our dad this was a terrible gift and ask him to try again? Thank you. That's from Nick in Washington. So Nick doesn't want to go to an escape room that daddy bought. What do what do you, I mean? How do you tell somebody this is a tricky one for me because I don't I don't I don't know there's any way out of this. Oh, there, there's always a way out. Don't <laughs> don't sell yourself short, Bridger. I, I, there's always a way out of something. I, you know, I feel their pain because I do not like escape rooms. I'm bored. I'm always, I'd rather be watching TV, um, which is how I feel like when I go to a play, I could be watching this on TV and it would be better. Um, I think, you know, there's, there's a myriad amount of excuses. You could say that you're, 
you know, that you're sick the night of it, obviously, or that, you know, you got in a little fender bender um, (laughs) and, you know, you're shook up. (laughs) You could say that you you had just had a fight. Um, but Mark, I mean, I think the uh, what you're ignoring here is there are multiple people who want an excuse here. And if suddenly dad is getting a call from five brothers, all who have ha- have had something ha- happen, uh, alarm bells are going to go off. I understand that. And, you know, that's how you subtly let the father know that this was a bad <laughs> gift. This is how I answer the second part. <laughs> you know, he's going to realize it. No one. I'm from the Midwest. He's going to realize it. No one will say a thing to each other about it. And it just goes away. You're almost creating a little uh, escape room for dad to solve. because He's gotten five clues and now he's got to piece this information together. Why does no one want to go to the escape room? I think that maybe that's not a bad idea. It's kind of a you know. I think you gift. have to. I think you have to be upfront with him. Just say we don't want to go to the escape room, but why don't we go to dinner? Yeah, and then take him to dinner. That's not a bad idea. Uh, I mean, of course, uh, you know, Midwestern politeness. I think that that's a little bit more difficult in gift situations. Telling someone you don't like their gift. I mean, and so I think maybe lying and uh, excuses is probably. I mean, they're in Washington. I don't know how people behave really in Washington, but I feel like there's some level of uh, politeness there. I think that a lie and an excuse or someone saying, I called to schedule an appointment, they shut down because of COVID. I feel like that's a very legitimate uh, lie. It is a good it's it's definitely legitimate, but it might bite you in the ass if he finds out then later. And then, you know, just a single tear runs down his (laughs) eye as he's going through the newspaper and sees their two for one special. <laughs> I, yeah. Also, you know, I mean, not to be grim, but you know, we're halfway through this pandemic. Who knows what's going to happen and who will come out at the other end. So. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Is it too soon to start doing pandemic? Well, gr- I, I gallows humor? That, you know, there are several pandemic sitcoms in the works, so I don't know what to tell anybody. I mean, oh, God. I don't want oh. to. I, nobody wants. Us. What are we talking about? I, we're in the middle of a nationwide thing, and we do not need glib sitcoms about the situation. No. And who wants to sit? Well, and that's, but who knows? I mean, that's my view on like these emergency room doctor shows. Right. Like the last place on earth I want to be is in an emergency room, unless yes. I'm a doctor. Or a nurse. So why would I watch that on TV? Yeah. But people love them. I mean, I get it. They're, you know. People love to live on the edge or look mortality in the face, I suppose. Yeah. Um, But yeah, uh, Nick, I'm, you know, I I feel like we've given you kind of a cloud of (laughs) advice that you can kind of pick and choose as you will. There's, you know, the path forward to an honest relationship with your father, or there's the continued uh, deceit and excuse path, which... I can recommend myself. I mean, I think we've all at some point had to gingerly treat our parents' feelings in a way uh, that, you know, we've all been given gifts that are something we don't want. So do with that what you will. You know, if you end up in an escape room fighting with your brothers, not the worst thing that's ever happened. 
Uh, one more, Mark, just help me with one more. This, this is Hi Friends. So this person's very familiar with both of us, uh, you know, coming in strong. <laughs> I'm trying to decide to, uh, what to get my boyfriend for Christmas. He likes musics, m- musics. Now that's interesting that I would say that. <laughs> he likes music, sweets, and travel. He also lives in Australia. We've been together for a year. The plan was to move in in her, uh, n- New York apartment, but it's going to be a while. Uh, since he's on the other side of the world and he's going to be moving t- towards her, uh, she doesn't want to give him too much. So, uh, she was going to send him some New York specific snacks, but the last package took a month and she doesn't want to send him anything that could perish in the mail. What can I give him? Thanks in advance. And that's just from the letter M. So that could be a Mary, that could be a Margaret, that could be a Margot, that could be a Missy. Uh, what, uh, what does Missy send? to this boyfriend in Australia because he's headed towards her. She doesn't want to burden him with anything. So, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, um, my mind immediately goes to a lock of hair and a locket. Um, that he can <laughs> yeah, but you're, Victor- you're from, you know, Victorian era is when you were born. So <laughs> <laughs> my, my half of the Zoom call is 1843. So yeah. uh, I can't... You only know. read Chekhov and... <laughs> yes. <yeah. laughs> <laughs> but you know you put that locket of hair inside a beautiful golden locket and it's on a, a steamship headed towards <laughs> australia and i think that you're in a good spot but i don't know mark would you have any feelings uh gosh that's a tough one because it's another continent and right. if you think that shipping has gotten any swifter during the pandemic i <laughs> i think we'd you'd be wrong um you know, there has to be something in Australia that you could, and I have no idea if there is, I highly doubt it, but uh, it seems like a savage continent, but I, I, there has to be some sort of stores there that you could order high end, oh. you know, if that's high end sweets or right, and have them delivered, or you could wait, you know, God willing, a few months and you love to travel, you love sweets, and you love music, go to Austria. There you go. Where, you know, where the the his, musical history is rich. <laughs> as Almost as rich as the chocolate. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, it's a destination that yeah, neither of you... Yeah, there's good airfare from New York to Austria. Yeah. Feels... I, probably right now, especially. Right. I, I I think that's an excellent gift. He gets to, and then he doesn't have to carry anything extra, but uh, the hope in his heart that he's going to get to go on a vacation. Yeah, or make out with her, hubba hubba. Yeah, hubba hubba. <laughs> um, well, I think that I'm, I don't even, you, you now have the choice of a locket or a, a luxury vacation or both. There's always the option to do both, uh, letter M. So, uh, I think that's wonderful. I think we've given some decent advice, decent to great. Uh, it's a whole range that we've done here. And, uh, I hope that those people can deal with that and uh, incorporate it into their lives. But Mark, this has just been I've it, I've had a wonderful time and I've learned about a new favorite author. I think a lot of <laughs> a lot of people out there listening are going to be uh headed to Barnes and Noble, uh Borders, uh 
Walden Books. Uh, I'm trying to yeah. think of some other failed book Brett, retailers, but Bretanos, Bretanos, Hudson, B. Dalton, B. Dalton, B. Dalton. Of course. How, how can I forget B. Dalton? <laughs> One of our fallen warriors. Um, but they're going to be looking out for Gabriella Chana, and then of course looking up her YouTube. And I'm just so thrilled to have this blessing in my life. Well, I'm. I'm I know you said no gifts. I'm happy you liked it. I have to confess, I did lie a little bit. I said that I didn't send this as a gift, but the truth is I did. So, <laughs> Oh, this is a turn. A turn for the end of the podcast. And it, yeah. it feels unfair that you would leave me with this new piece of information right as we're trying to close things up. But, you know, maybe that's how you do things in Palm Springs. You well, I just didn't want. I know you have quite the temper, and you're you're you can be very belligerent and and awful, frankly. And so I didn't want to get into it early on and ruin the whole. The whole I appreciate podcast. that because you know we are trying to be professional here, and <laughs> I ha I do have to deliver the episode. So now I'll just have to go off and have the rest of my day ruined. So. It's <laughs> Um, Mark, again, thank you for being here. And uh, thank you. I hope you are enjoying yourself on some level and can go out and uh, just have a relaxing, quiet day in the desert. And uh, everyone else listening to the podcast, I don't care what you do. Do what you want. This is the end of the podcast. And uh, we're just going to all move on with our lives as usual. Goodbye. I Said No Gifts is an exactly right production. It's engineered by Earth Angel Stephen Ray Morris. The theme song is by miracle worker Amy Mann. Uh, you can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at I Said No Gifts. And if you have a question or need help getting a gift for someone in your life, email me at I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're at it? I invited you here Thought I made myself perfectly clear When you're a guest in my home 